you know, after the age of 28, all of us are dementing. All of us are Alzheimering. It just depends on what rate you're doing it at. And when is your brain going to degenerate faster than your body can maintain you? That is our current state of affairs. Um, I believe we are entering absolutely into a time where that does not need to be the current state of affairs. The worst comorbidity, the worst corresponding disease to dementia is denial. Most drugs are well-dosed poisons. It's an anti-this, anti-this inhibitor that, blocker of there. But when we're doing regenerative plasma exchange, we're creating an environment where the body does its job of healing with less inhibition and encumberment. It is the body that is actually doing the healing. I think of the most valuable thing in the world, most valuable thing that exists is wisdom. We cannot take relationship out of medicine. And relationship is a longitudinal story that is shared between a patient and uh, a physician. All right, this is going to be an emotional episode for me because my father is in late stage dementia. He's basically a shell. He went from being a strong, smart, um, functional guy to like a shell in a couple of years. My mom is uh, had Alzheimer's. It's slow for the past, I don't know how, much, how long now. It's We noticed it six, seven years ago. And both of them lived in a deep state of denial. And the guy I'm going to interview today, Dr. David Hazi, I met him seven, eight years ago. He's a client, friend, just love the man. He is in the business of giving you the one thing you by which is more time. Now, if you just look at the genetic profile, I am going to either have Alzheimer's or dementia or both. It's just uh, genetic. It runs in the family. So, of course, I'm on a search to prevent that. But also think about it like this. If you're listening to this and watching this podcast right now that Dan and I have been doing, and also a member of, let's say, Abundance 360, the number one thing people want to know about is longevity. So how could you buy an extra five or 10 years of quality time? And if you are more afraid of getting old and dying than death, um, this is really for you because that's the way I look at it. I'm not afraid of death. I had cancer eight years ago. I almost died. I know that path, but dying is not pleasant. I wake up now, you know, every once in a while in pain and a couple of years ago started experiencing anxiety a lot of pain in my shoulders and my joints. And it's like, what do you do about this? So Dr. David Hazi is a double board certified expert in regenerative medicine. He's been trained and he practiced at Vanderbilt and the Mayo Clinic. He's found a way to turn back your clock. Now his work is based on some cutting edge uh, research in plasma exchange. And in the last 20 years, He's taught over 10,000 physicians um, his systems. So if you're interested in life extension and increasing your productivity, your impact, enjoying life to its fullest, or giving that to someone who you love and care about, especially when you see it happening to them, this is going to be a great episode. So Dr. Hazi, it's great to have you, sir. Mike, it's a, it's a real honor to be with you. and. Uh... Having walked through how you've dealt with your parents, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for you as a human being and, and also uh, a great deal of admiration for you as a, as a coach and as a you know, guy who's made a, helped me make a lot of very important changes in my life. So it's, it's with just a deep amount of gratitude I'm, I get to be here with you today. Mm. Thanks, man. This is... Uh... Uh, it's a pleasure. I've been so looking forward to this interview because, um, you know, I, I'm around so many great entrepreneurs and, um, I've also watched some of my legendary friends. So I'm watching them, uh, die and decay, um, and my parents. And also, um, you look, look around and we, there are things we can do. And you had said something really profound, and I want to begin with the story of denial that you had, and then let's move into the how to 
reverse aging and get into the science and the work we've been doing. But I think we really have to look at the impact first, which is if you're dealing with denial yourself or someone that you love who you're around that you can't get them to uh, make that move. And that, that, that really, it isn't our power. It's not what we need to do sometime. It might be part of our karma, you know, so to speak. But let's talk a little bit about denial first. Yeah. Wow. You know, memory loss, you know, we live in an information economy, right? We are our minds and what we can do with our minds has become increasingly identified with who we are, our very capacity. So when we feel a threat to our identity, it's maybe even something that we don't believe we can do anything about, you know, we have to go into fight or flight or, but if there's not an enemy that's there, uh, the natural cognitive approach is to deny that it's a problem, you know, to shut it down, to stop the stress somehow by saying, oh, I'm just getting a little older. Oh, I, you know, every, I'm just had a senior moment. Oh, I'm, you know, just not quite as sharp as I was. Oh, you know, there's so many euphemisms that we use for this process of dementing. And uh, dementing, you know, dementia is, yeah, we have it's a disease, Alzheimer's is a disease, but really it's the process that we should be most interested in. We are, you know, after the age of 28, all of us are dementing. All of us are Alzheimering. It just depends on what rate you're doing it at. And when is your brain going to degenerate faster than your body can maintain you? That is our current state of affairs. Um, I believe we are entering absolutely into a time where that does not need to be the current state of affairs and uh, dedicated a lot of years of my life to helping figure out this multifactorial causation of depression, uh, of dementia. And the worst comorbidity, the worst corresponding disease to dementia is denial. And uh, that's the one we have to deal with first. All right. So let's move to the magic solution because um, there's no such thing as magic. And I'd love to have some magical unicorns and sprinkly fairy dust as much as the next guy. However, there's some fascinating science here. So let's just begin with this great technology. It's something that is well known. It's based on science, and you also have some great stories and some programs that you've been involved in. So let's just do the big reveal, first of all, tell people, what is this thing that you've been doing that's shown remarkable um, success, both with people who do have degenerative diseases like Parkinson's, like Alzheimer's, but also for a high-performing entrepreneur or business owner who wants more? higher quality life, regeneration, uh, mental acuity, uh, increase in our sex drive, our mental drive, and our ability to just live longer better. Yeah. So actually, I think you are correct. It is magic. <laughs> and what I think is magic. I wanted magical. you to say it, not me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Because when you consider the body's intelligence and what we do, I mean, we, we take uh, this food we put into our mouth and, and then it becomes us. It becomes a manifestation. And to me, you know, the, the, this miraculous intelligence which made the body and what continues to heal the body, I mean, it's as magical as it really gets when you really step, start to think about it. And, and that magic is the creation of health. Uh, in our bodies, it is stem cells that, in our, and the stem cell um, the satellites that do this job of continual repair, regeneration, rebuilding, of you know, bringing us back to a youthful state. And this technology is technology that improves the functioning of the stem cells that are in your body, that are in your tissues, where the work actually has to happen. And this technology is called regenerative plasma exchange. Uh, regenerative plasma exchange is a modification of therapeutic plasma exchange where that has been used for many years in treating severe autoimmune disease. This is a standard medical procedure often only done inside of hospitals often, you know, costing over $10,000 a procedure, uh, having a, um, but it has a well-known side effect profile, uh, it has a well-known history. 
But the remarkable thing is because of the studies of parabiosis, which we can go into, um, we now recognize that this is a way to bathe our stem cells in a more healthy cellular app habitat. And as a result of that, have those stem cells start to do their job of regeneration and repair in a way that they used to have the potential to do. So I think the big promise here is a combination of age reversal and neuroregeneration. And what I'd like to do with you, Dr. Hazi, is let's talk first about the mouse studies and the rat studies and where the science came from. And then I want to dive into a real life example with a real life patient yours. Is that fair? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Okay, go for it. All right. Well, mouse, let's, let's talk about this first. Uh, Michael and Irina Convoy at Berkeley uh, did this very interesting study where they took cloned mice. Only one was old and one was young. And they did a surgical uh, procedure where they connected their skin side by side. So two little mice were running around the cage together. In a week, a remarkable thing happened. That old mouse started to turn young. Uh, we started seeing hair regrow in better. Muscles that were injured recovered faster. The cardiac output improved. Uh, osteoblasts, which are the cells that make bone, started to be stimulated. Uh, immune function improved. And most remarkably, neurogenesis ensued. That means new brain cells started to sprout up. Wow. Absolutely amazing. But I the want other really new brain interesting cells. Thing, what? I want new brain cells. I know. Sign so me does up, everyone. Right? Yeah, exactly. All, all we need is a, is, a, is a young clone of you and we can surgically. No, no, we're not. So that's yeah, that's yeah, not the got, treatment plan. And then the vampires come and then. Exactly. OK, yes. OK, so we can't do that. But there we is a legal alternative that does uh -huh. not require a clone sacrifice. I, I like Absolutely. where you're going here. Absolutely. All right. So the, the, the bottom so that, line so is you sow the mouse, you sow the rat, the, the, the uh, old rat gets young and the young rat presumably starts to get old, old. too. Yeah. But the old, the young mouse is actually poisoned by old. We don't think of old as being toxic, but that the plasma of old stunted the stem cells of that young mouse body wide. It did recover. And after they both lived about an, another month or so, they're separated out and the young mouse lived to its normal expected lifespan. The older mouse lived closer to the expected lifespan of the young mouse. Now, there's not a lot of studies in longevity and parabiosis, but it is, has a, a remarkable uh, reasonability because if you can get body-wide stem cells to function better, guess what? You're going to age more slowly and have far more likelihood to live longer. Okay. So now we're going to harness that for people. Yeah. And I know you've got some real-life examples of patients you've worked with. So let's begin with, and you and I have had multiple conversations about this because when we started working together and I started telling you about what was going on with my parents, you said, well, let me tell you a couple stories. So one of them was this guy who you have a history with, but uh, he had Parkinson's. So I'd like to know, you know, a little bit of his background, what, how his, you know, what happened to his life, what the situation and circumstance was, and then what happened after the procedure. Yeah. Harry was a wonderful patient and friend of mine. He has been incredibly supportive of the progressive work we've been doing over the years and feel very proud that his Parkinson's has really not progressed in the last six years we've been working together. And as, he, as we understood how this plasma exchange has a potential to treat dementia, he said, hey, can that help my Parkinson's? I want to be the first to go here. And he was one of our very first patients. And so he, um, you, but he was a very engaged individual, but had, I didn't realize how much he had withdrawn from his life. And he really was not living vibrantly because I don't get to see people at home. I see them in the clinic. And um, so we did our plasma exchange procedure, which is, uh, uh, takes about two and a half hours. And, and everything went fine. He went home. The next week, his wife calls back and she said, this is remarkable. He started gardening again. He hasn't gardened for many years. He's gone to board meetings at the business that he owns. 
Uh, and he hadn't been to a board meeting in years. He's, he's asked me out on dates and his erectile function is improved. What happened? And, and so, and it really shocked me, frankly, because I was looking to do this to be something that is wise. I always think of this regenerative plasma exchange for treating dementia and neurodegeneration, kind of like Stephen Covey, right? It's important, but maybe not urgent. Uh, I'm seeing the urgency now, but, but I didn't expect it to make a difference acutely. And, and, and as we've uh, been treating more and more patients and we're looking at especially cognitive function and improvement in executive function and you know, sharp, increased sharpness, uh, and also improve performance uh, after uh, improve recovery after exercise have been some pretty consistent findings. Okay, so um, we've got we went from my, mice to people in this case Parkinson's, and then let's talk a little bit about memory and Alzheimer's, and also a little bit about the, uh, some of the clinical trials and also your observations then. Yeah. And then we're going to get into, hey, we're the entrepreneurs who want more. We want to perform better. Uh, we want to have more, more, more. What's it take? And, and we'll get into the details. So for, if you're watching this going, okay, what about me? What about me? We'll get there. I promise. <laughs> That's right. You know, the... Uh when we saw that there's neuroregeneration happening in these mice, you immediately start to say, wow, how could that affect these conditions that currently have no known treatment? Alzheimer's and uh, has no known treatment that, well, excuse me, there's been a long time since we've had even a new drug, but they don't do much. And, um, and so if we can mimic this parabiosis, we have the potential to stimulate the production of new neurons. So studies were done uh, in animals to see if this was likely to work, and yes. And so a large trial was engaged called the AMBAR trial. And this is about nearly 500 patients uh, with Alzheimer's disease of both mild and moderate severity. And uh, this was multinational, multi-center, uh, randomized, placebo-controlled, blinded trial. And what was found is that in over 14 months in this study, the people who had moderate dementia had a 61% less decline than the, the same individuals with moderate dementia that got placebo. 61% decline over 14 months is astounding. But then when you went to look at the individuals who had mild dementia or mild Alzheimer's disease, which I really think is there's no such thing as mild Alzheimer's disease uh, in the real life world. Uh, those individuals actually had some improvement in their memory, improvement in their executive functioning, and improvement in their behavior uh, compared to when they started in the 14 months. So there was actually some reversal of neurodegeneration in that subgroup. Uh, and they certainly did not have the progressive decline that was seen in the placebo group. So... Um, those are an amazing study, and they didn't just do these neurocognitive tests to check and see, you know, you know, how well can you pay attention and all those little brain games. Uh, they also did tests of the proteins that are in the fluid around the brain, the CSF, and they showed that uh, phosphorylated tau and beta amyloid 42 fragments normalized in the CSF. So by cleaning out the blood, uh, somehow we also cleaned the CSF. And then they also did tests looking at FDG PET scans. So they were able to show that the metabolism of the brain degenerated less when people got plasma exchange than if they were on placebo. So a biochemical, a metabolic, cognitive, behavioral, functional outputs all pointed towards the effectiveness of this and effectiveness at a level that was really meaningful, not just a statistically significant but a clinically significant change. All right. And if we boil all that nerd talk down into some <laughs> simple, succinct, entrepreneur-proof sentence, it comes down to um, both reversal and um, uh, regenerative in a clinical environment. But that means uh, consistent reasonably predictable results it appears so far is that 
fair enough to say? That is fair enough to say. When, when you clean the blood, uh, the cells work better. When you have a healthy cellular habitat, the stem cells can behave at a younger phenotype. Essentially, they, they remember how they did their job when they were younger, when they are in a younger environment. We see this with us humans too, right? You're hanging around some young people, you start to act younger. That's no different for your stem cells. Yep. You can't get much done if you're swimming in a toilet. So um, let's move. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. All right. Let's talk about uh, higher performance and getting more done as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And uh, there's an old quote. Don't know who originally said it, but a healthy man has many wishes, a sick man only one. And as a uh, former cancer patient and now survivor, uh, full disclosure, you know, I've got half a colon, half a rectum, um, and I function fine and I survived. Okay. I'm, I'm perfectly happy, but I got to be really, really careful about what I eat and how I perform. And I don't absorb like I used to. So there's a whole bunch of new lifestyle things I've had to accommodate because of that. And the truth of the matter is, if I would have had proper testing and I was watching my lifestyle, there's a genetic component to this, but also stress, et cetera. There were just a lot of components here. I believe that I could have prevented a lot of this pain along the way. And, um, and also moving forward, what I'm experiencing as an entrepreneur, which many of us, so you hit your 50s through your 70s, and it could be younger or older, but you start waking up and aging sets in. So sore shoulders, knees, um, sleep patterns, um, increase in anxiety, noticeable depression, unless you're um, starting to take hormone replacement therapy, which I do now. I've noticed a huge difference, and I think I've slowed the aging. Um, but in my case, it is inevitable. I will have... Um, Alzheimer's or dementia because it runs in the family and it has on both sides. Okay. So, I mean, it, I'm looking at the mirror in front of me when I see my parents, mm. um, unless I get mm. some kind of an unfair advantage. Now, mm. I, that may not be true, but I do quarterly blood tests and results. And I'm only talking about me because my suspicion is our listeners and viewers here are going to relate to most all or some of what I just shared. And we want to help our parents or people around us and being able to give them good information and solutions. And for us, it's sort of like, how do we keep and get that unfair advantage and not go through the inevitable decline of aging? I'd rather just drop dead. I'm more afraid of aging than I am of death. So help us, Dr. Hazi, uh, what does it take to do this thing? And how long does it take? When do you get results? And then I think I'd like to talk about money too, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. What's the cost? Yeah, so right. I think it's important to, when you ask, okay, well, how does this work? It's really the body that's doing the healing. And this is what's super important. This is different than taking a drug for some, you know, you, that most drugs are well-dosed poisons. It's an anti-this, anti-this inhibitor, that blocker of there. and um, but when we're doing regenerative plasma exchange, we're creating an environment where the body does its job of healing with less inhibition and encumberment. And, and that's a really important uh, understanding to put together there because it is the body that is actually doing the healing. Uh, when we think about the, the process of how does somebody engage and make that difference in their life. You know, we mentioned already denial. First of all, you have to admit that there's a problem and aging is a problem unto itself. And, and recognize that this, this problem of dementing or Alzheimering has already started and the time to take action is now. So putting those pieces together, we recognize that your lifestyle makes a massive difference. If your plasma, if, if we can improve the health of your stem cells and therefore health your brain and health your tissues and slow the uh, degenerative thrust by removing out your old plasma, 
and putting in regenerative factors, you can actually do some of that yourself too. I mean, this is, this is you exercising and eating well and bringing good food into your body and decreasing the toxins that come into your body. Regenerative plasma exchange is accelerated common sense in some ways because we're enabling this huge behavioral challenge, which is cleaning up our lifestyle, to be done in a chair in some ways. So um, how that would take place, you know, the procedure itself takes about two and a half hours. An IV is placed in, two big IVs are placed in, blood comes out one side, gets mixed with an anticoagulant, uh, and then that goes through a centrifuge and we pull apart the, the plasma and the red blood cells. And then that, those red blood cells are then mixed with an optimized uh, replacement fluid. And it may actually have regenerative factors that are put in. There's a tremendous amount of customization that goes in according to what are the things that are inhibiting you and what are the things you need to have that can uh, increase your self-healing capacity. And then that blood, that new mixture is brought back into the body. And, and that's the real, the process. And we can remove anywhere between two and a half and five liters of plasma uh, at a sitting. Makes a big difference to how big a boy you are. And, um, and that then gives the opportunity to have a clean environment to help have healthy stem cells. Okay. So let's turn that into the practical tactical. Um, how often should I do it? Is it this a one-time thing? Is it something that should happen on a regular basis? How often, like, can you give us a roadmap? If, uh, uh, you know, if you were going to give me a recommendation, 54 year old guy, previous cancer, I've got, um, I just broke my collarbone. I'm actually mending that right now. Probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, by the way, worse than cancer. Wow. Um, it was a son of a gun. It's only a couple of weeks. I was, uh, but I, you know, and so breaking bones at a later age, absolutely blows. Um, but I've also, I've got a torn, you know, rotator cuff damage, you know, a little bit of damage in my shoulders. And I've, there've been times I wake up in pain, right? Um, and I do, I've been doing hormone replacement, which has made a huge difference. I don't walk by the mirror in the morning and go, ugh, like I, uh, did for a little bit. Um, but you know, let's just say that, or let's look at a 70 year old, um, 70, 75 year old, but depending on where you are. So let's just say normal decline, but you want to maintain or reverse, what would your recommendations be? Yeah. So the most important recommendation is get one done <laughs> and do it soon. I mean, because degeneration continues uh, long term. How frequently people need to have it done. Uh, we're gathering data to make a better, better decisions on that. My guess from the data that we have thus far, I think we can optimize a relatively healthy person that is dealing with all the, the other multi-factor, multi-factors of health and disease, uh, once uh, a quarter, I think would do an amazing shift for people. And even once every six months, but um, absolutely annually. <clears throat> um, and uh, again, the, we're, this is a very young science. I, I'm the most, we have the most experienced center. We have done this the most of any uh, place in the United States on an outpatient basis focused on regeneration. And, uh, we, and we're continue to customize uh, the programs for people according to what their, their, frankly, their need is. You know, we don't want to have over-treatment, you know, and, uh, we, but we don't want to have under-treatment either. So I know you want a simple answer, don't you? You want me to say, Take four and, you know, do, do this once a quarter. And, you know, my, two pills at uh, night, two pills in the morning and uh, pay me this much money. Yeah, I understand. Um, but I'm, I'm I, also trying to make it easy for you, too, for people who are listening going, yeah, I want to be optimized. Um, and what anyone wants right now is is certainty and, um, you know, the price and they're going to do, you know. So the way I would present this to a business owner is imagine if a moment you could perform at 55 or 65, like you did at 35. And I don't know if that's possible. You know, I'm not trying to make claims here, medical claims or any other kind of claim. And the investment was X. So yes, 
what you're saying is do it once first and um like let's say i go in and i'm going to do this so i'm i'm committed to doing this but i come in and i do the treatment you say it's two and a half hours in the chair and am i going to feel different right away or like the next day or the next week and how long can i expect to feel that difference that incremental change let's just play let's pretend that's awesome, Mike, because we've had the opportunity to hear who you are and we know what your desires are. So I would say, you know, once a once every six months would be ideal, given what we already know about you and your circumstances. But you really shouldn't expect to feel dramatically different from a standard albumin plasma exchange. Uh, however, there's so many things that we do to augment this process that, yes, energy will be Im- should be improved. Cognition improves. Uh, in recovery, in exercise, we've noted that happening repeatedly. And we've noted that we improve the microcirculation. We have a device in our uh, office. It's really only one of 60 in the U.S. And we can measure individual red blood cells going through the capillaries. And we can show that we can improve uh, this blood flow in the system. Uh, it's, it's a remarkable thing to see. Uh, perfusion improve, which then improves like every stem cell that happens in the body. So what it would, what it would for you, um, coming in, uh, and doing this, uh, if you, the reason we don't have much of this available is that plasma exchange really only exists in hospitals right now. This is an in hospital intervention. It doesn't have to be because it can safely be done in outpatient setting, given the right parameters. Um, but in the hospital, it's up near $10,000 uh, as far as being billed towards insurance for doing one of these procedures. We drastically brought that price down to you know, $5,000 and hoping to going lower than that. And then we have this amazing um, opportunity to ask a question. Uh, what are the underlying factors that are driving me forward? Not just to do plasma exchange, but to start recognizing what are the other factors that are increasing the frequency by which my body currently needs a cleanup. You know, Mike, you don't feel, uh, you don't feel the effects of an oil change when you do it in your car. And, um, and that's the basic plasma exchange model. Uh, but you, you probably, uh, but you don't really have an oil change that I know of right now that can uh, fix the engine as it's flowing through. And that's, that's really the opportunity here. Got it. So it sounds like part of this is we all reach that threshold of aging when the decline becomes very rapid and uh, and there's no turning back. So some of this is maintenance, but also um, what I'm hearing you say is in addition to the plasma exchange that you're doing some other additional treatments along with that that improve other various parts or what you didn't say, but you and I have had these conversations before. You've got a whole wealth of different resources and tools that you employ depending on the specifics of the body, the person, their age, and their background. Absolutely. You know, uh, we have various depths at which we can investigate patients. I mean, I have uh, patients of mine that uh, you know, are up at like a quarter of a million dollars to t- tell they tell me do everything that we need to to make certain that I have found every needle in my haystack. Uh, and so we have uh, over 30 labs from across the United States, multiple researchers, multiple uh, collaborators, and really have the ability to go all the way up to that, that creating a virtual private medical center for a person. Uh, two individuals that come in and say, you know, I just want plasma exchange done. And I need to recognize that this has benefit. Uh, everybody gets evaluation for safety. Uh, and, and we ask people to uh, engage in gathering information so that we can improve the care of everybody that comes after them. So we're highly committed to um, optimizing this process, but also making it available. It, it is... It, it is a real challenge. It is a technique that requires a lot of uh, technology, a lot of training, uh, a lot of specialized personnel. Uh, it's going to be quite an endeavor 
to make this widely available, but uh, we're doing our very best to make that possible. Okay. Well, I know after, again, spending a lot of time with you, I'm in, I'm going to do it. I'm going to come down to Nashville and go through the process. But I also want to get a little more specific when we talk about what this is. So this um, parabiosis. Now, is parabiosis, is that the thing that we're talking about, like the mice experiment dealio, or what exactly is that? Right. Parabiosis, it just means life side by side. And, and so that is just the mouse experiments. So okay. when you take the mouse experiments and you try and extrapolate them out uh, to how can you mimic something close to this in humans, that's what you use therapeutic plasma exchange for. And the benefits that we're aware of that have been measured in the past that uh, both anecdotally and scientific, um, uh, you know, what have they been? I want to get a little more specific again for my uh, entrepreneurial mind. And also, I know I'm going to get a whole bunch of questions from people who hear this and they're either going to reach out and ask these questions or I'm going to answer them on the, on the, on the podcast right now. So, you know, I think basic science is what we get to lean on here because this is such a fundamental property of living systems to need nourishment and have their toxins carried away. Uh, to, and that's what plasma does. So um, we're able to do animal experiments to give us a lot of insight here. So in the parabiosis idea, the question was, are we actually getting our benefit from bringing something really good into the body or are we getting our benefit from taking out the bad stuff from the body? It turns out the answer appears to be both um, because you can do mouse experiments of both types, either mimic this plasma exchange and remove the plasma from an old rat and that seems to have benefit for them. And that benefit as I'll uh, kind of, repeat is that, uh, you know, the stimulation of osteoblasts to make new bone, uh, to improve the satellite cells inside the muscle to encourage repair that's faster and more efficient after injury. That's huge. That, that translates out into better improvement after exercise. Um, they saw the reversal of fatty liver disease. Fatty liver disease is an epidemic proportion in our world at present, largely because of diet, but also because of just aging makes the mitochondria not function as well and get worse. And they also saw neurogenesis kicking in. So we saw the, the changes happen to stem cell behavior based upon just exactly how much uh, of an environment was provided that was healthy. And, and that's really the, the fundamental understanding of why we can regenerate the body from changing out the plasma, from changing the cellular habitat. We can make tremendous differences uh, body-wide. Okay. So I'm going to sum up what I believe I'm hearing here. Just uh, again, I want to create a good container for, for folks. Now, I'm committed to um, coming down and doing this. And I presume what I'll do is I'll have some blood tests before because I want to see if, if I notice or see changes. So I'll do some blood tests before I come down. I basically get hooked up. Um, two and a half hours later, the treatment's done. And we'll probably do some other things in addition to the plasma exchange. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. So we have okay. a, correct. Okay. And then um, let's say I get committed because I want to make this an annual thing. I want to get my oil changed on a regular basis and I want to pre you know, increase performance, decrease pain and decrease the speed of aging. And if I'm committed to this based on what you know about me, two times a year would be adequate. Is that... Um, Without knowing kind of what your uh, blood viscosity is, uh, mm -hmm. microcirculation, and, and what are the underlying factors that are causing that, um, 
again, this is an exceedingly safe procedure the way that we do it. And, and mm-hmm. every time you think of an, an intervention, you really have to ask the question, okay, what is the risk versus benefit? And the risk of plasma exchange historically has come from these very large uh, central catheters that get put in, you like into a major vein in the neck. Um, we don't use those. We use peripheral IVs so that we're able to drastically decrease the likelihood of infection or any other problems. Um, and so uh, that risk versus benefit ratio, as long as we can keep the risk down, then um, the, uh, the potential for benefit with repeat uh, exchanges uh, can be more appreciated. Okay. All right. Um, and well, again, my objective, you know exactly what that is. And I'm reading between the lines here, which are entrepreneurs, business owners, higher quality of life, longevity, lower chance of aging uh, or, or slower aging or some form of age reversal. That is our objective here. Um, and the expenses, again, they vary, but it sounds to me like it's well under $10,000 per treatment. That, and, uh, depend, and there's other variables. That's, that's correct. You know, uh, when it comes to neurodegenerative disease, especially when you start thinking of what the cost of something like this is, uh, a year in a memory care center, you know, can cost anywhere from seventy-five dollars to $150,000. And that's for a year of not knowing your family, a year of not being able to really uh, engage in any way that one used to think of as uh, important in their life. Um, uh, to have lost one's wisdom, to have lost one's connections to the world, their knowledge, uh, that's a terrible year to pay that much for. Uh, when, and I think as a perspective is instead we start thinking of Alzheimer's treatment as an investment. Just keep your years, uh, the years you have left at a high functioning state. Uh, plasma exchange for a year is much less than getting a, uh, living in a memory care center for that same year. I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, again, looking at this. So my dad, who was, um, had a Bible's worth of jokes, played guitar until he couldn't. Um, and I don't know how many hundreds of songs he knew, um, never played with music, you know, by heart danced and, um, in the small town I grew up in, as a barber, he knew so many people, their histories, their children. It could always rattle them off. Like I couldn't, we couldn't walk through the local mall without everyone knowing Bernie the barber, and all that disappeared in three years. And it's unbelievably painful. So, um, and again, the same thing with my mom. And there was a possibility of hope. Um, and yes, the cost of that memory care facility where he's sitting around he's basically a shell he's there's the body of my dad but he ain't in there any longer right and uh, it's it is just a horrible experience so for someone who's got an aging parent where you're noticing this um, now is the time to investigate this as well Um, especially if you can have that conversation before they say well i'm it's too late for me or they're in denial like he fought to the to the bitter end. Um, just wouldn't would just wouldn't acknowledge it. And part of it is he had a strong personality and a and a big uh, identity, and he just didn't want to show that weakness until you know he couldn't take care of anyone, including himself. Or he started driving to church and he did he'd get lost. We ended up putting a GPS in the car, and um, you know he just started wandering around. And he got to the point where he came in and he finally cried and he said, "I get lost." And they'd wake up at three in the morning, dressed up, ready to go to church. You know, his whole big r- ritual was going to church every day to sing in choir or to just go there for a service. And um, it just got to the point where he'd leave and come back sometimes an hour and a half later, sometimes 15 minutes later, and um, didn't know where he was or he didn't recognize this, this, the highways any longer. And uh, I don't want to end on a negative, sad note here. 
Um, except I uh, wanted you to be on the show and I wanted you to be here because I think what you're doing is super important and to bring um, both hope and a possibility um, to the, the living and the aging is incredibly valuable. And again, it, I think it answers that question that so many people ask as they're so interested in longevity. And I think this is a smart place to begin. So I don't know where you want to go from there, but I do want to ask you, you know, uh, if you have any other comments based on what I just said, and then finally, where do people go to learn more about you and the clinic and uh, make an inquiry or even schedule a visit? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll say the first part, I always forget to say how to find me. So I'll say you can find us at maxwellclinic.com, M-A-X-W-E-L-L clinic.com for maximizing wellness. And we'll, we'll take it from there. We'll take it from there. We have information there. But um, I, I did that front because I'm pretty emotionally affected by your story. Uh, you know, the, I, I don't work with people with neurodegenerative diseases really because it's fun. Uh, it, it really, it's very hard uh, because to be honest about this is to say, you know, we're going to face ongoing decline and slide. We're, we're going to look it in the, we're going to look it in the eyes, damn it. You know what? We're coming. We're getting past denial. Damn it! We're we're going to muster up our courage. We're going to muster up our bravery, and we're going to say this is what life is. This is how my brain is functioning. This is how my father's brain is functioning. This is what's going on, and and it takes courage. And I have just huge respect. Uh, I've had huge respect for you as you've shared this over the years, and I have huge respect for the people who are struggling with this. Um, it is a, a profound opportunity. You know, one of the things, the reason I do this is I, I value wisdom so much. I think of the most valuable thing in the world, most valuable thing that exists is wisdom. And we really have this opportunity to help preserve wisdom of elders. And eldership has been uh, diminished in our current culture. We're not as... Uh, often as interested or engaged with our elders as we once were. But part of that is because our elders aren't what they used to be either. So enabling these incredibly valuable and important people in our lives to have the longest running capacity of their brain uh, is, is, is a calling. And um, to grapple with this multifactorial uh, relentless uh, degenerative process um, it takes bravery uh, on the part of all concerned. It takes patience and kindness uh, because it's a tough thing to to be engaged in. So, so first of all, I want to say hats off to anybody who has the bravery to dive in and and go for it. Um, I would also say that I'd, I'm going to change my recommendations for you is probably every three months. <laughs> uh, it's an ideal, uh, but, but that would really go upon tracking. And I think that's, uh, we cannot take relationship out of medicine. And relationship is a longitudinal story that is shared between a patient and uh, a physician. And that relationship should impact exactly what kind of care people deliver, how often they're getting it, and, um, and what would be the best strategies to augment that care. So um, it's a, uh, I, I don't use the word calling lightly, but it, 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 it can't be anything but. Because on the other side of this, it's so exciting to work with people who are peak performers and so interesting, you know, individuals that are the, uh, you know, it's, this, it's the children of the individuals with neurocognitive disease that really need to be grappling with this process because you have so much more brain, so many more healthy stem cells, so much more to work with that the amount of intervention and the intensity of intervention is less than what it takes once you've had multiple common systems failure uh, that we call dementia. So, well, that was um, fantastic. I uh, I love how you think, and I've always just um, loved your work. I love who you are and and what you do, and I can't wait to get inside uh, the clinic as uh, a patient. 
and an advocate and uh, be able to report back what my experience is as well. Like I said, I'll be, uh, I'll be a good uh, compliant patient and scientific about it as well. And um, I don't have anything else except thank you very much for your time today. I'm super excited to be um, working with you on another level. And um, also the progress of the science um, and work is, is important and valuable. I think there's a lot of people whose lives can be changed and a lot of pain can be prevented along the way for both people going through it, but more importantly for the families who are witnessing it because it's, yeah. it's harder for them than it is for the person going through it whose it is. chances are as oblivious, right? Um, it is. So, um, well, that's what we have. So to learn more and oh, did you, did you have one more thing to say? Well, I, I just want to say again that, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is the burden really falls on the family because when you're working with someone with cognitive decline, they become less and less capable of doing this action themselves. It does take that advocacy and that relationship. And you're so right. It is. And, uh, and, and I want to give kudos to anybody who looks at this in the face and uh, takes it on. I have uh, huge respect. And Mike, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, thanks. I, I, I love this podcast. It's one of the few that I think I have listened to every uh, episode of this particular podcast. It's just uh, um, uh, Dan has been quite a mentor of mine. I'll tell you, strategic coaches as a uh, organization is so top notch and, and he has changed the quality of my thinking and the quality of my life. Uh, so I have a huge amount of respect for both of you and how you seek to amplify people's capabilities. So I hope that's what we've done here today and, and not just amplified, but uh, extended their capabilities. Yeah, that's true. Capability extender. Well, with that, Thank you, Dr. David Hazy. You can learn more about him, again, by heading to his website at maxwellclinic.com. You'll learn more about everything he's up to and also an opportunity to uh, get inside and try out the program like I'm about to. So thank you so much for watching. This is Capability Amplifier. Capability Amplifier.